Beers and Banter, Episode 3. Welcome. Big Red. We're back at it. Another week. We survived. They haven't taken us off the airways yet? Still still up there. Another monster weekend of sport? It was. How are we going to get through it all? <sighs> Titans. Starts, it's a full-time job, mate. It starts Thursday night and goes Good. all the way through yep. to Sunday. Finishes Sunday night. Phenomenal. Motor racing, NRL. Lucky we've got three TVs in the house. I'm going to need to put one of those uh, man cave walls in, I think. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Righto, we'll kick off NRL. Do we have to? Queensland teams, all three beaten. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to be honest. After Friday afternoon, I didn't really watch any. I couldn't stomach any more NRL after the Titans got thumped on Friday half. They haven't improved, have they? I'm not going to denounce them yet. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him another week. One more week. What do you reckon? Well, I just, I, I haven't seen any improvement. What's going on there? I don't know. Do big, ma- coach? Big, big Mal was supposed to bring some Mal. sort of winning culture. Mal promised promised results. The roster. The roster was is the best one Roster's I've seen. good. We had both halves back this week. Um, maybe a little bit clunky. First game together. Another confession. I had had a few beers at the surfing on Friday. Very clunky then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I can't say that I deeply analysed the game other than every time I looked at it, we were dropping the ball. And we weren't scoring points. Too many were. mistakes. Yeah, look, it's like you say, maybe give them one more week. What what I hate is a rumour mill kicks straight in. So as soon as that happens, it's the first time in history the Titans have gone 4-0 to start a season. I think it's actually the first time they've ever lost four in a row at any point in the season. So straight off the bat, all the knockers want to go, uh, Garth Brennan gone, bring in Kevy. Well, how good would that be? Is that the play, though? Well, Mao and Kevy are pretty close. If anyone can bring Kevy to the club, maybe Mao can do it. I think if, if the Broncos hadn't have shafted Kevy and had been up front with him, we'd have Kevy now. That's my hot tip. I actually I wanted Kevy at the time, but I feel like we've got Garth. They've extended his they've extended his contract. Don't let's not spend the next nine months speculating whether or not the coach is staying. No, it, it, I mean Garth came with a big rap. Um, he'd obviously produced results at other clubs. Maybe we need to give him a little bit longer. Oh, either do either either stop the talk or sack him tomorrow. Bring in Kevin at the moment where there's still time. We can don't wait till we're not a chance of making the eight and then go. Do you know what the coach? We've Maybe got the you could coach. take the job. I'm busy, mate. This podcast has taken up a lot of time, and I've got a day job. Would you believe? Oh, you do. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough on the Titans. Stick with them, Titans fans. Don't be with fair weather supporters. Um, yeah. It'll turn around. It'll turn around. Or it won't. Or it won't. Do you know what? It was It was history making. making that's the first time uh, since we've had three, three Queensland teams back in the comp. It's the first time that all three have lost on consecutive weekends. Is that right? Which is well, not, not really a record. I mean, the Cowboys don't look that good either. I think they're in, in a bit of pain post-JT. Yeah, struggling. Um, still a bit of hype around the Broncos. I think they'll turn it around, but... Broncos are imploding. Gone. Mm. So, Talos scathing on uh, commercial radio today. Said it's not the club that he played at. Uh, they all walk around town like they own the joint. And when you look a little bit deeper, something that you might be able to shed a little bit of light on. You've, you've been in that player-manager world in a previous life. 
So what Gordy's saying is that 18 of the players on the 30-man roster, including as well as the coach, all have the same player manager. To me, that spells trouble when it comes to contract negotiation, when it comes to towing the line. I can 100% understand what, what uh, Gordy's saying there, that, that that player manager is running the club right now. Well, He's I mean, pulling it, the strings. It is a massive number, isn't it? 18 of 30. Um, and obviously player managers, as much as they want to look after the player, they also it's their, it's their income, it's their job. They want to look 100%. after themselves as well. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say that there's anything going on there, but it, it doesn't read well. I heard late this afternoon, I, I can't confirm this, so don't take it as fact, but I believe it's the same player manager that was responsible for the DCA backflip from the Titans mm-hmm. too. And at the time, he had players at the Titans who then left after DCE backflipped. Does the same player manager look after Jimmy the Jet Roberts? I'm not He's sure. Probably busy Jim, today. Jimmy's in some trouble. Well, not really because the Broncos are just sweeping that under the rug. Oh, which It's just normal Saturday night in Brisbane, isn't it? That, well, that tell, doesn't that tell you that there's something wrong with the culture? Guy's got to be carried out of a nightclub. He's supposed to be in rehab for an Achilles injury. Shouldn't be drinking. He has a drinking problem as well. Not good, and the Broncos' response is, "Oh, he made a made the wrong decision, but we're not going to punish him." Mm. Please, it's typical Broncos, sweep it under the carpet. Something wrong there. Uh, before we move off, then Pengai Junior late hit. That's play on for me. No, if you watch watch it in real time, play on. He had his back turned. Yeah, was clearly late, and it hurt. Can't do that. Oh, it hurt, did it? We're not playing touch footy. Well, he was down for a while, wasn't he? That's the point. Not when he's got his back turned. Yeah. And it's late. Righto. The ball had landed at the next player, I think. Probably 20 years ago it was played on. Well, I just sometimes worry that just because Joey says comes out and says, oh, we've got to protect the halfbacks, that everyone blows up next minute. He's misses two weeks. And it's like, well, he was given a job to go out there, by the clearly by the coach, and ruffle Cooper Cronk up. Well... There's penalties given for a lot lesser hits on halfbacks, isn't there? Yeah. They were blowing up about one of the ones in the Titans now. I think it was Mo maybe that uh, hit one of the kickers. I don't think he was diving at the legs like, like others. I think he was going in for a tackle, but they were making a big deal out of that as well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's no doubt that they're trying to protect the halfback. It's probably a good thing, you know... I would say we do want uh, people of all shapes and sizes playing the game. So if big guys beating up little guys, probably not a good look. You'll steal a chance. Don't think so. Uh, Val Holmes. Mm. Will he or won't he? He flew back into flew back flew into back Australia today, tight lipped. A little bit of mail around that Minnesota and Cleveland might be the two leading chances to get his signature. Yeah, right. Apparently, very impressive in the in the. Trials over there. So, we time did have, will tell. We did have a funny video that we wanted to play, but um, I don't think we'll play it. Probably, probably not this time of night. Do, do yourselves a favour, folks, and um, just look up the NFL Combine on YouTube. There's some there's some good videos on there. Uh, that's about all for NRL. Oh, uh, Trent Merrin may be coming home. Yeah, I did hear that. That was late news today. Yeah, I did hear that. Homesick, apparently. Is he? Yeah. Fetch. What's he been over there? Three, two months, three, three months? Three or four months, yeah. yeah. Good, good chance. So to much re- for the long-year contract. Three, three or four-year contract, Yeah, good, lucrative contract, homesick. 
fair chance to replace Jack the Bellin back at the mm. at the Dragons. Stay tuned. Right, what what, what do you got for us? What about the Suns? Yeah. Got the Suns jersey on again. I don't want to hear about the Suns. I think you've got to hear about it. Time for you to jump off the Titans and onto the Suns. I'm not a fan. How about next week? If if the Titans lose again next week, you've got to do the podcast in the Suns jersey. You've never wore one before and you'll probably never wear one again. If the Titans lose and the Suns keep their win streak alive, I'll wear that stinky jersey next week. Okay. You're on. What else is happening? A bit of late news came through. Dusty Martin just uh, possible out for two weeks now, suspension. Um, Also, I don't know whether you saw his gesture on camera. He was just waving to someone, wasn't he? (laughs) Waving, uh, yeah, you could say that. We maybe need to leave that and let the viewers go and look that up. But, yeah, he's in a bit of trouble, possible two weeks. Uh, The Melbourne Demons, one of the favourites at the start of the year, 0-3, and and big trouble. Um, They've got another big game this week, Sydney in Sydney. So potentially going to be 0-4 and, and, um, yeah, some some trouble there. Um, Obviously, the the Suns win again. Um, Potentially could be three from three. They lost it round one by one point. so. So they're looking all right. Yeah, I mean, they haven't played anyone, any of the real top sides yet, but uh, their pressure's up, uh, they're tackling hard, and, yeah, they, they they definitely look like they've improved on last year. So this is the bit that hurts for me as a, as a rugby league diehard, is that there's a lot of people not like me, that, and they're not necessarily in either camp. They're not AFL supporters, they're not rugby league supporters. They just like taking their kids out to an event. And when the Suns string two wins together... And they haven't won much, many games in the last five or six years. They string two wins together, and all of a sudden, everyone's jumping off the off the Titans. Everyone's pulling their jerseys and out. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> pulling their jerseys out. And I don't know. That's a bit that hurts. As far as the Gold Coast is is full of those sorts of supporters or potential supporters that they're not necessarily uh, aligned to one code. They just want to go out and watch a good game. And uh, the NRL could hurt from this. That's why. I'm, yeah, I mean, we've touched on it before in podcasts, but the Gold Coast is renowned for that the public only get behind teams when they're winning. Correct. And if they're not winning, the numbers drop away, the supporters don't go to games. It's very fickle up here. We've obviously had a lot of teams fold on the Gold Coast. Um, the Suns, ultimately, it's a, it's a big year for the Suns. They need to really start winning some games. Definitely. And I think the Titans have got to get back to where they were five or six, seven years ago. The Titans have got the roster to do it. I hope. I just hope they turn yeah. around. I hope people turn out. We've got, we've got a home game this week against the Panthers, I think. Yeah. That's winnable. Uh, let's just get out there, support them, and hopefully we're talking about a Titans win next Monday. And you're not wearing the Suns jersey. And I'm not wearing that Suns jersey. Uh, soccer. We've gotten a bit of grief over not covering soccer. Yeah, so apologies to the, to the millions of fans worldwide that we hundreds. offended. Maybe hundreds even last week. Um, obviously it's a fairly big game I don't think it needs this podcast to pump it up But uh, apologies to our to our soccer followers So I'm going to give a few shout outs here A bit of, few scores uh, Palm Beach under 6 red uh, Had a hard fought win on the weekend at 4-3 4-3, good game Yeah, yeah uh, apparently you got the goal scorer's names there or I don't You have to come through No I don't, no I don't, sorry Have that for you next week And good luck to the Logan Lightning uh, they've got an FFA match this Saturday. Big one. Yeah, so uh, stay tuned. I think the Ballon Under-12s had a win on the weekend too. 
And the Coomera under eights got up again, unbeaten three and zero. Well done, Coomera Aqua, flying. They're on a streak. Yeah, three big wins. That's soccer done. V eights, first win for Shane the Holden. Van Gisbergen. SVG is uh, first first win for the Holdens uh, down there in Tasmania. Uh, good signs. Finally uh, got one. So they've got the, the new rules now. You've- yeah, there's. I had to sort of look it up. Park Ferme, it's called. Uh, basically, the car they, they qualify in, they've got to leave the settings the same, and that's how they race. So they're, I think they're allowed to top up maybe fluids, yep. petrol. Uh, I'm not sure about the tyres, but they can't go and make and, a heap of changes. And this was the first race. First under race. those rules. Yeah. Well, it works for Shane, doesn't it? So immediate results for, um, for the Holdens. Mm. Locally, uh, on the weekend, Surf Life Saving, Aussie titles, big weekend for Surf Life Saving. Not getting a lot of media coverage, which is a shame. Uh, it's, is there a more Australian sport than Surf Life Saving? Not in the Gold Coast. I'd, I'd love to see it go back to its glory you down days. down there in your budgie smugglers? I missed it. I had the tool belt on around home yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Had a list of jobs to do. But uh, Shannon Eckstein retired, so probably one of the greatest ever the sport. in that sport. Um, he comes second to a young fella. In his, in his last Ironman, uh, there, was a, there was a guy behind him, TJ Hendy. Hendy. Yeah. Name rings a bell. Yeah, the name might ring a bell. Uh, I think we'll see more of him over the next few years. And uh, shout out to Bear Rogers and Adam Jeffrey, Tom Trembar, all meddling on the weekend, some North Burley old boys. So shout out to the, to the old fellas there. A couple there. of your old teammates. Yeah, a couple of the old boys. Was that in the over 50s? No, mate. They're still in their prime, in their 30s. Uh, what else do we have? I mentioned earlier I went down the surfing. So the surfing finished up today. It did. I watched that this morning. Atalo, is it Atalo? Atalo? Atalo Ferreira, the Brazilian. He's won the men's. He's won the men's. Um, quite a good finish. He was actually on the beach when they read out the last wave. I think he needed a 6.93 or something on his last wave. You're all over it. Um, scored a seven, so one by well, less than a point. Um Maybe debatable whether it was worth a seven, but that's what the judges gave, and, and he got home. So um, a pretty good final. It was actually the same in the women. The women final, they were on the beach as well when the final wave was read out. So, the, score. so I'm really interested in the women's surfing at the moment. We had uh, Caroline Marks uh, winning her first ever CT event, but it was history-making because it's the first time that a woman has received uh, equal pay for winning the event. So... Um, you know, mark the day. I think that's a re- really good thing. And it probably provokes another question when we see, you know, other other sports or other athletes pushing for equal pay in sport. I think surfing could break down some barriers. You know, if, if you use uh, like women's tennis as an example, Serena Williams would probably get beaten by the top 40 men's players globally. But potentially, I know there's still, you know, certain elements of power, in the surfing world, but really style and technique and is surfing the sport where we, maybe we could see a woman competing against the men? Maybe it could be. Maybe it could be a pioneer. I mean, you look at you look at tennis and against surfing. I mean, the surfing, the guys and the girls are in, in the wave out in the ocean together all day, every day. Girls don't traditionally play tennis against men. Yeah. Um. Maybe surfing could be the sport that does it. And it's a mixed mixed tournament. It's or a, a sport that's judged sport. too, though, right? So it's not like they're hitting a ball backwards and forwards to that's each right. other. It's it's all they're getting judged on how they yeah. ride the wave. So 
Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Mm. Might be something there for you. Watch this space. Uh, quick one, IPL, haven't seen a lot there other than um, Smith has 73 not out in his latest Got to be game. close to a recall. Well, whether it's a recall or just, you know, keeping the team on its toes, it's still good signs. Is he back eligible again now? Yeah, he can be picked. Yeah. Um, so there's a bit of controversy in that game you were saying, Chris Lynn. Well, Chris Lynn, and I don't know how many people actually saw it, but Chris Lynn played one onto the stumps and, you know, in the IPL and the Big Bash, the wickets actually light up. So the wickets lit up and the the, the bail actually stayed on the stump. Um, so it was deemed as not out. It's not out. The stump's got to be broken. Well, the stump's got to come off the wicket or be broken to uh, So not to really out. any controversy not really, because the bail is uh, still on the on yeah. the top of the stumps. I mean, it basically it lit up, but the the stump never never came off the off the wicket, so not out. Righto, keep moving. Uh, NBA shout out Bogut back back the Warriors, and they're mm, going back well where too. Where he won the championship three or four years ago, got a good reception too there from the fans. Yeah, he did. Look, I think he left on good terms. They they didn't want to let him go when they did, but um, it was a salary or a, it was a financial issue, so he came back home. Obviously played two seasons, I Lakers think. Lakers screwed him over too, I heard. There's some issue there. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But came back for, I believe, two years at the Kings, Sydney Kings. Yeah. Um, Probably done wonders for it has, basketball absolutely. in Australia. Yeah. Um, I think the viewer numbers went up when he was back in the comp. Yeah. Um, and I know they, they sent him on his merry way and with all the best wishes back over to the NBA for a final stint. So. And Russell Westbrook has now averaged a triple-double for three Consecutive seasons, wasn't it? Do you reckon he plays from but individual play? You yeah, mean? like uh, it seems just like a little bit of an individual, like he ticks the boxes. Yeah, maybe. I think a lot of those guys, a lot of those good guys, uh, got a little bit of individuality in their game. You probably need to. Yeah, be that good. Righto, golf. We said big week. We said it was going to be a big week. Big week. It's. Uh, for any golfer or any golf fan out there, it's probably the best week of the year, Masters Week. Yep. Uh, so we're, what are we, Sunday night, Monday morning over there now. So most of the players will be arriving or if not just arrived at Augusta for the week. Um, interesting this morning, actually, young Canadian Corey Connors had his first win. Now, he actually Monday qualified. So on the Monday before the tournament, they have a qualifying event. Yep. And it might be 100 Maybe a hundred players for generally two, three, or four spots. So it's reasonably hard to get That's through. Tough. So he actually qualified, got through into the main field, and went on to win. Um, so first player to do that, uh, I think two thousand and nine, maybe. So basically ten years since anyone's done that. With that win, he actually gets into the Masters field this week. So he'll be making his way from Texas, where they played this week, to Augusta as we speak. So take us through it. You arrive at Augusta. What, what's waiting for the players in the in the dressing room? Uh, so look, they'll all have. They get pretty well looked after, obviously this week. It's invitation only, so they'll all arrive. They'll have lockers. They'll have gifts in their lockers. They'll have events during the week. Um, it's a big deal. Um, all the amateurs actually stay above the clubhouse in a in a, their own cabin, which is a bit of a tradition. So the five or six amateurs in the field. Yeah. Uh, get to stay in the clubhouse. That's pretty cool. Uh, they have a champions dinner on the Tuesday night. So all the champions that have ever won the Masters get to come along to this dinner. What are they uh, eating? Palmy? Well, chicken palmy? I don't know if it's chicken palmy. Look, it's hosted by the previous year's winner. 
Um, so Patrick Reed, last year's winner, will host the championships dinner on Tuesday night. Yep. Um, and obviously anyone that's pretty much anyone that's still alive and able to travel will yep. be there. So even the legends that are not playing anymore still come along to the dinner for the week. So it's a big deal. And then obviously Thursday morning we're we're into it for the first round. So um, which is Friday our time. Um, look, there's there's no better golf tournament. There's no there's no better place to play for a player. And as a spectator or a lover of the game, there's no better place to go and watch. Have you played the course? Haven't played the course. I've been there. Um, I was there in 2014, um, the year after Adam won. Adam Scott won in 2013. So I was lucky enough to go over there in 2014 and it was just – I mean, I watched it on ta- on TV from a young kid and yep. it was – you obviously envisage what it's like, but when you get there and, and experience it, it's it's better than you ever imagined as – Anyone that's been there would certainly agree. Who are our big hopes this week? Uh, look, I know Adam's playing well. Um, he's been there having a few practice rounds, so he's he's feeling good. Mark Leishman's obviously always around the mark uh, in the big tournaments. Jason Day, again, another big player. I know he's been injured and maybe a little bit out, out of form the last few weeks, but had a win earlier this year, so he's, he's obviously always up for the majors. And then Cameron Smith is a fourth Aussie. In the field, and he's obviously an up-and-coming, still fairly young young guy out there, but got some big performances behind him. So I think we've realistically got four good chances. Four good chances. Yeah. Four Aussie chances. Four Aussie chances. Look, um, outside that, obviously, Rory McIlroy's probably the form player of the field. Now, right. he, he's won everything but the Masters. So that, for him, uh, the Grand Slam of golf, the, the only missing piece is the, is the Masters. So no doubt he'll... Uh, He'll want to add that to his resume. Dustin Johnson, obviously, having a great year. Rory? Um, Jordan Spieth, sorry. Jordan Spieth's been a little bit quiet, but he actually played better this week. Yep. Um, always performs well at Augusta, so hard to write him off. What about Tiger? Tiger seems to know his way around the course all right. I think he's won it five times, so knows how to get it around. Um, be great to see him at a sixth Masters. Yeah. Um, He's obviously fit and healthy now, and he's he's played some pretty good golf the last six to twelve months. So it, you'd be uh, you'd be game in to write him off. What about uh, Donald Trump? They reckon he's won eighteen. He's, he's won eighteen club championships. He reckons he did own the golf courses on which he won those club championships. Yeah, he might, have, might have given himself the club championship. Well, so so the story goes, he wasn't even present on the day <laughs> that the club championships played, but he played golf in another location and got. Got the caddies to call his call his score through, wow! And, and declared himself I guess the winner. When you're president of the United States and you own the golf courses, you can probably get away with it. Did you, did you play with any prolific cheaters? Like any uh, you know anyone you no, might dub Pelé on the golf course? No, I didn't. But you probably should have cheated to help your game. <laughs> <laughs> that was about your only hope. Hey, last time we played, who won? Yeah, I can't remember. And Burrell. And you a, must have had some good help, did you? Well, our team beat your team. Your team beat me. Hey, potato, potato, mate. We covered you. Well done. What What was the most impressive thing about my golf swing? There wasn't much. There wasn't anything impressive, probably, is the right words. But, look, I think if anything, the best advice I could give you for your golf swing would be take up lawn bowls. I was a junior bowler back in the day. 
What do you got for us, Timmy? I, I just I thought I did hear you once cover this off that you said the most impressive thing. This is quoting you was the fact that he actually made contact with the ball. That was the most surprising thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big surprise. Uh, okay, sorry, got it mixed up there. Nah, he's got a bit of ability in there. Can't hear. There's not many sports that he's not good at. Just for, ask him. For well, I play golf two to three times a year, mate. So I think it's pretty impressive. It's probably two times too many. Righto. Anyway, moving on. What about shout out to Stone and Wood, little brewery. Stone and Wood. Um, an hour down the road. I need another one. For the beers tonight. Jeez. Um, still open to sponsorship, Stone and Wood. So. This is a freebie, Stone and Wood. We'll give you this one for free, but if you want to be on the pod again, yep. you're going to have to start sending some cartons. Yeah, because we're out. So cheers. What else in the world of sport? Oh, maybe just one correction from last week. Um, yeah, how did Winks run on I, the I weekend? Went off, it's still unbeaten. Still unbeaten. Still unbeaten. European. I went off early again. Didn't even um, Yeah, back in this week in the Queen Elizabeth for its last race. So, um, Randwick or Rosehill, not sure where they're at this week, but it'll be pumping. It'll be sold out. The gates will be closed and everyone will be there to see Winks go out in the fairy tale. So, what about uh, science update or have we got a Netflix update this week? I watched a good doco on the weekend. What was that? Tesla. So, so not Tesla. so not about Elon Musk about the not actual, about flat Earth this week. No, no flat Earth. We're denouncing flat Earth. We had a bit of feedback through the week. Rest assured, viewers at home, we are we are round Earth sh- sh- shrills, shills, shills, shrills. Sure. We're round Earthers on this show. Uh, but no, Tesla. It was all about uh, his quest for free wireless electricity. It was really good. We could use that now. If if he I got was, my bill the other day, I could definitely use his Tesla Tower. Yeah, so it's a fair way from Long Island to here, but I could see what he was trying to achieve there. Yeah, if he had been a bit more commercially savvy with some of his inventions, but he maybe um, not a businessman. He was an ideas man. Your numbers have just nosedived, by the way. Oh, stop it! (laughs) It was better. There was a Tony Robbins documentary that followed straight after it. Big hands, big feet, big big dick energy. Who knows? Yeah, got this big. Could be anything. <laughs> you know Personality. Big, you know what they say about bloke with big hands, big gloves. Well, it just about wraps us up. Uh, Want to just give you a uh, plug to Les Sherrington. Uh, he's coming out of retirement, fighting at the Melbourne Pavilion this Friday night against Michael Pretty Boy Zarafa. I heard he makes a good coffee. Um, yeah, hope he does well. Good luck, lock and load. Uh, we had a bit of feedback. People want to know when the show's going live. Uh, not yet, but send in all your comments. Send your questions into Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at beers and banter dot uh, or at beers and banter. Uh, and that's about it. Thanks for all the love. Thanks, Red. Cheers.